Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We have a great show for you today. And as you know, this show will be aimed like all our other things that we do. We're trying to free America one enslaved mind at a time, but we need your help. So because this is on a digital platform, please share this far and wide. Listen, we've got to reach people and wake them up. We have over well over half the country awake on what's going on. They know what the Biden crime family, know about stolen elections. They know all this. But we've got to move them to action. We've got to bombard them. You need to make them see there's no way out of this. We're really close to subjugation. If CBDC comes in, it's game over. So please help us in that endeavor. We are brought to you by Noble Gold. And I'm so proud to be associated with Noble Gold, but I'm also thankful. Why? Because the banks are going to fail at some point. If you're in there, it's going to be your 1929, just like what happened to my mom's side of the family when she was a small child. They went from riches to rags. That's why I have a conservative streak in me. Everything was, be careful, be careful, Dave, be careful, son. Okay, and so I grew up not wanting debt, and my wife didn't want debt, and it was a marriage made in heaven. And we've really benefited from that discipline. But I don't want your kids to have to go through this. So Noble Gold can actually carve you out of place. And they can carve you out of place to where you can get control of your retirement. Right now, the banks, if they own it, they can take it anytime they want. Dodd-Frank 2010, look it up. They can also save your bank account. They're going to back up what you do with gold. Gold has lost 85% of its value. Not a gold. Gold's kept its value white dollars. Basically just bombed. 85% of the dollar is gone since the 1980s. Why would you keep your money in a bank that has that bad a track record? Let me send you an information packet that will explain everything Noble Gold does. No one's going to harass you. No obligation. Go to DaveHodgesGold.com. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. Or you can call 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Well, we have a terrific show for you today. We have uh, Jeffrey Prather, former major in spec ops. Oh, he did the big things that spec ops do. He was in the DEA. He was in the DIA as an intelligence analyst. He's a man's man. And he's just like what we see in the movie Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. You know what what he did? He goes and rescues kids, just like what we see. And you're saying, my goodness, Dave, does he really do that? Yeah, he really does that. He goes out on his own with his team, and they save kids from child sex trafficking. We're going to talk about that with him today. The movie, Sound of Freedom, has gone nuts. They've gone absolutely crazy with the money they're making. And they're not bragging, but they're just saying, we're so glad that people are waking up to this terrible victimization of our most precious, precious members of humanity, our children. A year ago, it was announced by DHS that 85,000 kids, 85,000 kids, migrant kids are missing. Ah, they're just migrants. Who cares? I care. They're children of God. I'm a Christian. I serve Jesus. And he would be profoundly disappointed in me if I looked at those kids anything other than what they are. Precious. And the Bible gives a warning. And I hope Biden and his ilk are listening. Better to tie a millstone around your neck 
than to ever harm a child. Bingo. Oh my goodness gracious. Is that ever, is that ever, ever true? Tremendous truth in that. So we're going to be talking to Jeffrey. Um, he also has knowledge across a lot of fronts involving the cartel that's involved in this, the open borders, which are involved in this. So we're going to hit it all. It's going to be an exciting, exciting show. But also, I need something else I need to talk to you about, and that's what's going on in Maui, and I have taken a position. Hear me, and hear me clearly on this, ladies and gentlemen. Please, hang on every word. The attack on Maui was just what I said. It was a false flag attack. We don't have the residue, the thermite, and so forth that you'd get from directed energy weapons because they're not letting anybody in in one rainfall, and that's all gone. But let's just look real quickly at what we do have. We have the governor suspending the development council on Maui that was keeping big developers at bay. And I've seen a map at the State of Hawaii website that shows a circle, a semicircle around Kanapali, all the other towns. They're exempted from development. They're the only thing that's left. This is crazy. They Developers wanted this. And if you don't think I'm right, the governor suspended the council, so developers had free hand to come in. Not only that, ladies and gentlemen, it's all over their website. Jeff Bezos offered $100 million to build a smart city. It's a 15-minute city, UN crap. Um, there was no warning from the sirens, no warning from the cell phones that should have got warnings. No warning whatsoever. There wasn't water in the fire hydrants, as now the firefighters are telling us. How much more do we have to see? They're driving up the death toll intentionally by denying life-saving medications. People haven't had their insulin. They don't have their heart medication. They don't have their cancer treatment drugs. They don't have anything. They want people to die. Why? Because there were no heirs to a property, and the whole family's dead. The relatives in the mainland are going to sell the property to developers. That's why. And they're still denying life-saving care. This is absolutely horrendous what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. This was a false flag, and we need to sing it loud and clear. Okay, on that note, we're going to go to our guest, Jeffrey Prather. It's going to be a terrific show. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here on the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. But because we're digital, please share this far and wide. And we have a short amount of time, I believe, to wake up the sleeping masses because uh, I think lockdowns are coming soon and hold another topic for another time. But ladies and gentlemen, we are racing the clock. So please do your part. Um, we have a really important show. And as many of you know who followed me for years, I've been passionate about child sex trafficking, and when I get interference broadcast-wise, it's usually on a topic like this. And uh, so that happens. We'll we'll get around it. We've no we have backup systems, but we have Jeremy Prather with us, and uh, he's intelligence officer for AmpNews.us, and uh, he has an incredible background. He's uh, done uh, well military work, spec ops, as uh, a former major. He's worked in DEA. DIA intelligence and analysis, and he rescues beleaguered kids like what you saw in that tremendous movie, Sound of Freedom, which is just shattering all expectations for box office. And God bless those people for having the courage to do this. Jeremy, it's indeed an honor. And I'm, and I don't say that to everybody we have on, uh, but it's an honor to have someone of your stature on here and what you do. Uh, you could be out making a lot more money doing other things. Yet you're choosing to risk your life to go out and rescue kids. Let me just, I'll let you decide what our jump on point is. Where, where do you want to start? Well, thanks for having me, David. It's Jeffrey, uh, by the okay. way. Okay. Uh, and I have done some child rescue. Uh, I have a very similar background to Tim Ballard in that he was CIA, I was DIA, he was DHS, I was DEA. He spent a decade on the border. I spent a decade on the border. 
and so there's a lot of background there, but uh, really glad to be on with you. Um, have admired your work for a long time as a fellow Arizonan and uh, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, we're going through a tough time here in Arizona right now. <laughs> there's no question. We're we're certainly suffering, but you're, you're in Tucson, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, yes, I yeah. have been for a long time, yes. Well, congratulations. You're in one of two American cities that have been dubbed to be 15-minute cities. So I know you're probably not hearing that. I had to really dig to get that, but they passed that resolution uh, with the city council back in March. But anyway, to the pot topic of what we're going to talk about here, um, it's your contention that the U.S. government is uh, a participant uh, at some level with regard to child trafficking. Is it an active participant? Is it a participant through negligence? Both? What do you think? No, I think it is active, and I think I can show the analyzed information, which is intelligence, and the evidence, which is uh, uh, fact-based information that is available in court. Uh, And this kind of goes back to my time uh, as a special officer in 4th PSYOP Group, uh, when I was on active duty in the 80s. And because I was a PSYOP officer and I commanded an airborne operational detachment, I attached to the Rangers and to 7 Special Forces Group all the time. We went to Honduras on the edge of Nicaragua. So I ran into the Contras and the CIA. Uh, and then later on, I was in Panama and working on a special uh, project and got called in uh, to the SOC South commander And the big question of the meeting was, who was briefing the new Sink South commander, is are we going to end up before Congress like Ali North has? Because Mm -hmm. Ali North was running an illegal Contra cocaine cash via the CIA uh, operation, an illegal covert operation. And we weren't. Um, But uh, from that covert operation, really, uh, inadvertently, I think, initially, the Clinton cartel of death was built in Mena, Arkansas, because the CIA and the intelligence community got all this black money. Uh, but I saw that very clearly. And then I went over to the Drug Enforcement Administration as a special agent uh, in 1990, left uh, active duty, because I'd actually ran into DEA snowcap teams uh, there in uh, Panama. But I clearly saw uh what the CIA was doing, and that is off the books money. They already get plenty of off the books, black uh, budget uh, money. Where'd that money come from, Jeffrey? Where'd that money come from? That came from the CIA via um, uh, running um, like Barry Seal, who also served in special forces, uh, transporting cocaine uh, for the CIA into Mena, Arkansas, when Clinton uh, was uh, governor there and then being distributed throughout the country. So that's, you know, there's been movies. Tom Cruise has made movies about this, although they didn't show that he had been uh, special forces. Uh, But clearly the CIA has run drugs. They even did. They even went into black neighborhoods to have discussions with uh, uh, black neighborhoods to discuss and apologize for what they were doing. So fast forward to uh, my time in the DEA. uh, And I spent a lot of time on the border. I I was also the liaison to ATF. Uh, and in 03, I was activated for the second Gulf War uh, to run the DIA's Global Intelligence Center, which left my informant, one of my informants, uh, kind of in the wind. Uh, and the, an extradition package was outed to the Mexican government, which really revealed his identity. And this was for the first extradition of Miguel Caracintero, the first of the uh, cartel chiefs, the similar cartel chiefs. And his brother and he tortured and murdered our agent, Kiki Camarena. I'm yes, sure in Arizona yes. you know this story very well. It's very infamous. Um, and so uh, I got called over. I had staff at the Pentagon. I had staff at Clarendon, but the DA headquarters is right across uh, from the Pentagon. So I went over there. I went up to the um, chief that runs confidential informants, and he was like, hey, the, your informant is suing the head of the, the administration, Michelle Leonard. And I'd worked with Michelle uh, when she was a DOJ attorney and said, "Nah, this is the five million dollar State Department reward. I've paid him uh, multiple two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which is the lifetime cap, by the way, for a, a DEA CI, which shows you that they're not really serious. Because right? if you're dealing with really high level stuff, quarter million dollars is not much. But but anyway, I also made the offhand remark that she had really destroyed my case. Because I wanted the extradition to happen because these guys live like kings 
uh, in their uh, jail palaces in Mexico and Central America. And so this was a sea change. Um, but instead of uh, paying him 10 grand a month, uh, all the way up through extradition, through trial, through conviction, through incarceration, she had me pay these big amounts. So he had no real incentive. And as I worked this big cases, and I've worked lots of big cases, I've had a 10,000 pound marijuana seizure in Animas, New Mexico. I've had a 2,000 pound uh, cocaine seizure in Nogales. I've worked a lot of big cases. I found the biggest problem was the government, our government and the DEA. And right after I left, they started coming after me. And uh, I was 19 years on the job uh, when they finally fired me, but they built this whole uh, system of lies about me. I've never been charged nor convicted of anything, but the template that they used against President Trump and the template they used against General Flynn is exactly the same template they used against me. And that's to kill the messenger for bringing the message. And the message was, and I didn't even know this at the time, but I figured this out eventually is in exchange. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial free, censorship free. And we're getting five star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at the TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time for the fast and furious guns going south which were never tracked there was no way there was no chain of evidence so therefore there could not be any case with them ever it was simply the government uh making the atf run guns uh because that's what obama and hillary uh, wanted they wanted they wanted that script to fit in exchange for that the DEA had a deal with the Sinaloa cartel to run drugs north. And in the Niebla Zambada federal trial in Chicago, I know this. The agents raised their hands and said under oath, uh, yeah, we had a deal. So I've just shown you the deep state's dark economy running guns, running drugs. Yeah. And now I can go to the port where. Uh, let me just, I want to say just one thing before you, before you leave the Niebla trial in Chicago. I was unaware of that until 2014 and i was writing about central american migration at the time it was the first big push and i had a dea confidential source who was really unhappy what was going on he had the misfortune of working for steinkampf in peru uh and i got the up and down about how corrupt he was but uh what i learned about the neaba trial was they had an 80 20 agreement 20 percent of the drugs could be interdicted 
and 80% of the drugs had to be left untouched. And uh, he was using that as a defense to get off. And as you said, uh, government agents basically validated that claim. That's, yeah, uh, and, and I would have walk-in informants on the border who would come in and they, they'd start saying, hey, I'm going to give up this cartel. I'm gonna give, and I'm like, wait a minute, are you with a cartel? And they're like, well, yeah. I'm like, well, I can't do that with you because then I'd be an accomplice if I would go to trial. So when we do an undercover reverse, if I don't take the drugs off, and this is what John Dotson, the ATF whistleblower in Fast Furious, tried to do. If we don't take the drugs off or we don't take the guns off, then when they go to trial, they're like, well, how are you different than the guy you're trying to convict? You're an accomplice. Uh, and so the U.S. government uh, is now uh, running drugs and running guns. Uh, and so let me back up and say uh, Fast and Furious was an international covert gun running operation. I know what federal covert gun operations are like. They're called SARC, Special Activity Review Committees. Most of them never make it. They don't make it. But that Fast and Furious was an international covert gun running operation by the deep state for the dark economy. Benghazi was an international covert gun running operation. Syria was an international gun running, gun running operation. And so was uh, Afghanistan on a huge scale. And so now is uh, Ukraine. And those guns are now coming across the border uh, through the cartels. I, the last time I was on Fox or Laura Ingram, uh, was when they were excluding the two AK-47s from the Brian Terry murder trial. And I said, why would you exclude the weapons from the murder trial unless you're trying to cover something up? And then I started to talk about Eric Holder and emails going to the White House. And that that was my last that was my last appearance uh, on on Laura Ingram and Fox. That would uh, also bring in our illustrious secretary of state here in Arizona. Adrian Fontes. I've got it on very reliable authorities out of California. He was the attorney of record for the cartel members that killed Agent Brian Terry. Uh, and he's got all kinds of illustrious, uh, shall I say, uh, let's say, a questionable relationships with the cartel. Even Kerry Lake uh, has uh, uh, talked about his cartel connection. So uh, very, very interesting that, that we're kind of touching parallel sources here. Uh, so the gun running does it run in combination with drugs and kids? I've been told that if you have one, you usually have all three. Yes, it's exactly that. Uh, and so because these are uh, rat lines of transportation hubs. So there's nothing new about this. The tunnels, I've done operations under the Nogales border in the tunnels, across at the very edge, over, flying over with the federal. Some of the most dangerous ops I ever did was working uh, with the federales uh, and judiciales uh, to go after nar- narcos there. Uh, but yeah, that all runs together. So that's what I call the dark economy of the deep state. And the deep state is really the double government, which is really the intelligence community, which I was a part of for a long time. Uh, and remember, uh, JFK was going to get rid of the CIA. Yes. Uh, and so there's now RFK has come out and said, oh, yeah. The CIA was involved in that. It's pretty obvious there were multiple sniper teams uh, involved. And so these agencies under the executive branch, and I worked for in all of them, military, federal law enforcement and intelligence, went to ensure their survival. And, you know, I was naive when I came out of the military. Uh, but every year they asked for more money and they, they hoarded it at the beginning of the year. And then at the end, they spend it all. I was a firearms guy. And at the end of the year, like, hey, you want bullets, you want guns? I can't get anything at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year because they always want a bigger budget. So the Drug Enforcement Administration isn't uh, interested in drug law enforcement. It's interested in propagating itself. We see that right now in Afghanistan when the Taliban has outnarked the DEA and wiped out the poppy fields with guys with sticks. Uh, And so that's basically over. So so that leads me to the dark economy. Um, and I, so again, the deep state is the double government. It's really the intelligence community that's really running things in my estimation. And yeah, we can talk about the Pilgrim Society and the Bilderbergs and the West, mm-hmm. but really it's the international, uh, intelligence agencies, five eyes, seven eyes that link and share intelligence to ensure their own survival as the CIA did through, uh, the Contras and cocaine, uh, that has really, uh, gotten out of car- uh, c- uh, control now. Jeffrey, the is other, it, part, the other is part of that is children and people. Yeah. Uh, well, is it is it safe to say 
that the open border, one of the major goals is to facilitate these industries? Uh, totally. Totally. Knowingly, knowing, knowingly doing, not as a byproduct with negligence being the excuse, but but uh, knowingly doing this for the express express purpose of trafficking kids. Not completely. And so then to go into the human part, so the, the dark economy is people, drugs and weapons. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, the easiest way is children, because America and Europe are now awash. They are drenched in drugs. There's so much drugs going on. So now the next product is children. And, and why children? Well, children grow up. They can be raped repeatedly, sold repeatedly. Uh, and they walk themselves across the border uh, or they can go into con- container ships. Uh, so it is the darkest, most evil part uh, of this. But again, Senior Special Agent Ted Gunderson, who ran the L.A. division of the FBI, verified there were tunnels under the McMartin School uh, and did the investigation on the child trafficking. It's in the FBI fault files. You can get them. It's in the FBI's own files, just like the DEA admitting they had a deal with the similar cartel. The FBI's files show this, that there were tunnels. Archaeological reports say that. And there were finders, guys contracted to the CIA running kids uh, as well. So I'm not saying every agent. There's some, there were Garrett O'Boyle recently, Army veteran uh, and very brave whistleblower uh, coming out. And my friends, Vince Cefalu, John Dotson, and ATF, brave whistleblowers, more whistleblowers coming out. But at the higher up level, the special executive service, uh, which is never uh, agents in whatever field they're in, um, Comey never graduated from the FBI Academy. Strzok never graduated from the FBI Academy. Uh, they come in and then they use these overseas rat lines that they have control of to run uh, children, drugs, and weapons. When um, I came across this, I had a whistleblower from HSBC. He used to be a senior VP, former Army veteran, and he has been on my show three times and he maintains from he uncovered a big money laundering operation, got fired for it eventually. And uh, he got minimal cooperation with minimal prosecution. But he told me James Comey, former FBI director, was working with HSBC out of uh, the UK and was aligned with Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation for the express purpose of running drugs, kids uh, and so forth. Uh, are you aware of this? Yes. Yes, I certainly am. Okay. And I really salute uh, American Media Periscope uh, for supporting uh, Operation Underground Railroad. Yes. Uh, and and we the whole point of this is Jim Caviezel finally did the breakthrough. We finally breached uh, the deep state's uh, cover of this because, you know, you know about Ted Gunderson and you know what I'm talking about. I but do. most people still don't. It need to be put into a format that people would uh, a really well done well acted and based on true events, not all, you know, there's an amalgamation there. Um, uh, And, you know, there's some criticism of Tim Ballard as being kind of a, uh, a star, but I actually think that helps. I think actually finally getting that out there is actually an important uh, aspect of that. And so we need to expand this breach uh, so that we can recover our rescue and recover our Republic uh, and restore it because it's totally fallen. And Arizona is the tip of the spear in this, be, again, because yes. it's, you know, uh, a center for all of this, uh, a trafficking center. We had two state senators have a battle, verbal battle on the floor of the Senate, in which one of them alleged that the other one had threatened to kill him for exposing 500 missing kids in CPS that he believed were trafficked. I don't know if you recall that issue involving Sue Brophy and so forth. But um, uh, we are at the tip of the spear. I, I guess what I'd like to know um, is how prevalent is this in the operations, lives, professional duties of both in Arizona state government officials, including the elected ones, and also in the halls of Congress? Because you're sure not hearing them talk about it. Now, so years ago, I did a uh, pilot show on the border there for the Outdoor Network, uh, which is we were trying to highlight that. But again, we couldn't breach it. We just weren't uh, big enough. Uh, but at the, even at that time, I was told that the uh, the cartels controlled at least two uh, congressmen uh, and a couple of senators as well. And I think there's the, a lot is that at the federal level? 
at the federal level, yes. Federal level, okay. Now, so to kind of get into the weeds, you know, uh, Congressman Gozar used to work with me on ATF. He's my congressman. Back in the day, uh, Biggs, you know, I, I think there's a couple good ones uh, in there. Uh, there's a lot of bad ones. And, of course, um, Mike Gill has exposed how uh, the cartel has paid off through real estate deals, uh, so many uh, of everyone. Oh, boy. Really, you just got to think about it. It's, it's up through Mexico, you know, through uh, Nogales, through Tucson, through Phoenix. And then from Phoenix, it goes uh, west to L.A. Uh, and uh, east to, you know, Detroit, Chicago, uh, New York. And so they have strong points. It's not just uh, cartel guys with guns on the border. That's been happening forever. Yes. There's, there's nothing new about that for all of us who have worked the, the border. Um, uh, but uh, and they have strong points throughout the country. Um, but uh, while people have gotten used to the drug trafficking, they are not. We still have enough of a moral core uh, that uh, they are not used to uh, the child rape that's occurring. Right. I, I that's agree. really important to get out, which we really see why people are fascinated with Sound of Freedom. You brought up something here about the cartel influence. And I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Liz Harris has become a friend of mine. She was kicked out of the legislature for exposing voter fraud. But more importantly, what I call the Breger Report, the product of RICO investigator John Thaler, um, 120,000 pages covering 25 states, including Arizona, with 20,000 affidavits. And child trafficking was part of it. And the Sinaloa's run money laundering operations with fake mortgage and real estate companies and take the money. And they groom lawyers to be judges. And they pay off a good number of people in various ways in state government. Are you familiar with that report? And do you give it any credibility? I, I am. And uh, I know Liz. And uh, yes, I, I think that is very true. People think of the Zetas when they think about a cartel. And the mm-hmm. Zetas are the particularly violent. They're, they were trained at Benning. They were trained right. by special operations, uh, just like we trained the uh, Taliban as well. But really, uh, who you got to look at is like La Familia cartel, which are much more business-like cartels uh, behind the scenes. Uh, and so the DEA had to deal with the similar cartel. The government of Mexico, GOM, had to deal with La Familia cartel. But I think it gets even worse than that at this point, because I think these drug cartels, have made international deals with our uh, nation state enemies, China. That's where all the fentanyl products come to the western yes. coast of Mexico to be assembled. Uh, and also then, I think it's also important to mention the global corporate cartels, uh, which I really call out Pfizer and AstraZeneca and Moderna. Moderna just made inroads to China. Um, so we have an array of enemies uh, coming through. But Arizona's long been the tip of the spear and through Child Protective Services, so-called Child Protective, you know, Arizona, I'm sure you know, is the worst uh, for child abuse of Child Protective Services yes. because they get paid for it uh, as well. And so... Uh, you mean they get paid for every kid they snatch by the federal yeah, government, they, right? They, yeah, and okay. they're taking them all the time. Uh, and they do mm-hmm. that in conjunction with, and I had uh, Tara uh, Rodas, brave uh, HHS whistleblower, saying, yeah, we're, there, we're giving kids uh, to... Uh, traffickers and they've stopped the dna program they've removed the child trafficking from the fbi website um so while i have worked with many great agents including you know miami gunfight uh, fbi agent ed morales did undercover for me we're both firearms instructors the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. You know, the, the SES and the upper management and even the middle uh, area are all going along with this. CBP and ICE are really trafficking. They are still running. They, you know, they're transporting. There's, you know, this. There's right south of Tucson. There's camps. There's camps all over the place. Uh, and beyond that, they go into hotel rooms from N- San Diego to New York. We're pitting uh, Guatemalan and Honduran children who are supposed to find their their campesino kids. Uh, great people, you know, but they're go. They're supposed to find their relatives in these in these uh, 
big cities, they're going into individual hotel rooms. These are really becoming uh, brothels uh, in our own country. And we have to face that fact that we are headquarters central for dr- not only just drug usage, but also child rape. Okay, with regard to the hotels, are these major chains or are they flea bag motels or how would you cast? Account no, they're very things? nice hotels. They've been taken over mm-hmm. because the government is paying for them. But of course, they're being destroyed. And again, this everything I'm saying, you can research and find easily. Uh, there was a, a um, Hispanic uh, hotelier in New York that was uh, being interviewed by uh, a young lady. I can't think of her name. And he said, yeah, they're leaving these 10-year-old kids in these uh, hotels by themselves. There's drugs, there's booze. Uh, and and really, this is just a, a covert brothel. brothel. Uh, and uh, this is what the deep state, uh, which what I call pedo Joe, I don't call him President Biden because he's always fondling and grabbing and uh, sniffing uh, and groping children. This is and all you got to look at Ashley's dad shower diary and Hunter. Uh, and this is what they are encouraging. It's it looks a lot like ancient Rome. The American empire, our fallen republic, looks a lot like the fallen republic of ancient Rome. Um, and you called it a fallen republic, and I agree. Is, is uh, To kind of step aside from where we're going with trafficking, um, is there any road back that you see for our country? Yes, I do. And I'm hope-filled, and I'm faith-filled. I'm a chaplain. Uh, and Arizona has done a lot of great work and team America at Jeffrey you know, I'm here for, uh, amp news.us, but at Jeffrey Prather.com, you can join team America, team America, Arizona has done a lot of integrity, election integrity work behind the scenes, working with a lot of groups and also across other, uh, places, but I'm, but is it going to collapse? Uh, I want to, I want to delineate. Am I hope filled? Yes. But is it going to collapse? Definitely. If you look at history, uh, the fate of empires, for example, by Sir John Glubb, they last about 250 to 275 years before everybody figures out how they can just rip it off, which is where we're at. Exactly. That's true. And if you look at scripture, because, again, I'm a Christian chaplain, Christchaplaincy.com, with the activation of Israel as a state in a day that activates uh, revelations, uh, end times happening. So. So the collapse is inevitable. They are collapsing it. Uh, will we survive it? Certainly. Um, you know, the PSYOP, the mind virus of the pandemic, um, is an extinction-level event, but we will survive it. But it's going to be very, very uh, bad and, and, and very terrible. Um, but I don't think it can be staved off. All i got to do is look at the 2020. You don't see the Dems or Biden doing any electioneering because they're not worried about electioneering. I'm wondering if we're even going to have an election the way things are going. And the reason I say that, the mainstream media polls have Biden at 30%. People I talk to in polling say, Dave, it's probably really about 12%. Yeah, and they, don't, they can't cheat enough to win the next election. That's the, that's the prevailing view I'm getting. So I'm wondering if there's even going to be an election because they can't win it. That's why they don't bother to campaign. No, there's going to be another crisis uh, event. You know, I think Maui is, is very telling. All the officials are gone. The alarms don't go off. They've had alarms since Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted that land. The The Air Force's Directed Energy Directorate is right there on Maui. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty clear that they, they've already got plans to take all that land. Same thing that happened in Ohio. Uh, so they are carving up. If you look at the dictators of Rome, if you watch Rome or Domina or one of those series, you'll see these, these elite just carving up the country. Uh, and that's really what's happening uh, right now. But the resistance is building daily. And that's very, very important. So I'm hope filled and I'm faith filled. Uh, but it's I don't think it's going to happen uh, through um, legal processes uh, or through um, election integrity events. You know, Lindell's got his his event going uh, right now. You know, Mark Fincham's there. Um, yes. Shelby Bush is there. Other friends of mine uh, are there. We really have to, um, what Team America is about is getting back to God and Americans relying on God and each other and not corrupt government in D.C., just like we stopped relying on corrupt government uh, in Britain, really uh, developing at the grassroots level. 
that's that's really important. Uh, and that's happening uh, all across the country and especially in Arizona. Well, there it's interesting, too, because I would just guesstimate here in Arizona, 65 to 70 percent of the populace is still conservative and they don't buy into this criminality. But we're being ruled by people who are part of it. Maybe I'm expressing it too strongly, but I see uh, Bill Gates, Maricopa County, who used to be my student, and we were very, very close for many years. He's changed. I look at Fontes, the, uh, uh, the Maricopa County Clerk and Recorder, um, Stephen Reischer. I look at uh, Ducey's associations. I look at uh, what uh, Hobbs is being accused of, of taking $500,000 in Sinaloa payoffs. It's in the Breger report. Uh, I mean, our state government here has been totally compromised, Jeffrey. And the, and the other part of that is is the child trafficking, besides having a satanic source uh, for yeah. it, and I could yes. go into that if you want, but it also is a good um, blackmail extortion. So that's really what they got with Hunter. So you lure them in uh, and then you film them. Hunter's real stuff is not tax evasion. Hunter's real stuff is child rape. Uh, and then you film it. Remember, there were three laptops uh, one went to Trump, one went to the FBI, they buried that. One went to Pelosi saying, if this stuff comes out, then we'll out your connections. Uh, so that's how I'm an intelligence officer. I've run lots of informants. That's how it works. You infiltrate through espionage. You put a source inside the organization. Uh, and then once you're in, you can interdict it through sabotage. That's what the cartels do. That's what China does. That's what the World Economic Forum does. That's what the unrestricted warfare plan of the Chinese uh, is. All of this uh, is what we are against. So yes. America has had this array of nation state, non-nation state and transnational criminal organizations, all the array- which all align and coalesce at different times. Uh, for example, Mexico with the fentanyl uh, pre-products coming from China uh, to then um, work together to destroy and infiltrate uh, the country. But the problem with all that is, uh, as they collapse it completely, uh, then they collapse their own infrastructure. And, and that's really what we really saw in ancient Rome uh, as well. What do you mean they collapse the infrastructure? Are you saying our economy is too dependent on this to, to really wipe it out without economic consequences? Or is it that the supporting financial mechanism for these criminals that run our government their infrastructure would collapse. Which would that be? I'm, I'm saying both. So both. Okay. Uh, as they fund, so the Ukraine uh, war, which is a tragic but managed war at a distance uh, so that they can send money. We, we know that uh, Sam Bankman freed, who, by the way, his avatar on Twitter had a heart within a heart, which is a, a boy rape symbol, uh, was sending money to Ukraine, which was then back. Uh, through money laundered back to the Dems. Uh, but when no systems work at all, uh, then everything starts to collapse as you know, Fitch just downgraded uh, the U.S. credit rating from a AAA. Standard & Poor's did that a while back as well. Uh, China is uh, losing. There's huge unemployment. They can't feed themselves uh, because of their one-child policy. They're, they're collapsing within uh, a century, uh, likely. So these are all the funders of the deep state economy. Uh, the WEF, the World Economic Forum, ESG is collapsing. McDonald's just got rid of uh, ESG on their that. website. Yeah. So uh, they are destroying themselves as they try. And they take. I've seen this. I saw this, for example, in Nogales. Nogales, Arizona, Nogales, Sonora, nice little town, great little people, great tech families, you know, mm-hmm. country families. I, some of my best uh, tactical instructors for my warrior school in Tucson were out of Nogales. But again, and, and everybody likes the, the drug money coming initially, but eventually they're like locusts. They eat everything up and they take over everything and then there's nothing left. Uh, and so that's why we have to develop parallel structures uh, amongst each other, uh, amongst the faith-filled, the hope-filled, the godly to have a moral structure because America is about a moral structure. I've been saying that uh, the good people in our country need to mesh themselves in a parallel economy. Uh, forsake yourself of the uh, big box stores, uh, try to divorce yourself from government involvement as much as possible, uh, as much as you can. And don't keep the lion's share of your money in the bank because one day you'll lose it. 
I mean, this is what I've been advocating for, but I'm hearing you almost say the same thing. You know, it's kind of what uh, we're commanded by the Bible, you know, you're, you're in the world, but don't be of the world. Yeah, very true. Very true. Again, if you put history, if you look at history and scripture, it's pretty evident uh, what's happened. And it's also pretty evident, uh, you know, what we should be. So I say homework, home church, um, homeschool. Um, and my kids were in a, in a Christian school in uh, Tucson, but I took them out because it went woke. Uh uh, and so we've got to do all of that uh, together. And we are beginning to do that. But a, a lot of people, I think, are still thinking uh, that uh, there's somebody coming to the rescue uh, and there's nobody coming to the rescue. It's just up to us. Um, the one thing, if there's any hope for a rescue, and I'm not basing my hopes on this, but I've had some sidebar conversations and I can't be too specific for obvious reasons. But I know there are commanders in the military below the Pentagon level and the Joint Chiefs that if we go to war with China, they're not following directions from Biden. And uh, they are, I've been told by multiple sources that if they could execute a coup with the support of the people, maybe three out of four Americans would support it. They would they would consider doing such a thing. Are, are you familiar with that kind of thinking? And is it true or is it just hopium? Well, so ever since Obama and when Obama was in, I used to be on the James T. Harris show, uh, you know, black conservative in Tucson. And I used to say Obama's pimping kids. He's pimping kids from Honduras, uh, Panama, Guatemala, places I worked, you know, but Biden has built that much higher. Uh, but um, people would ask me, is the military going to do a coup? And I'd say, no, the, George Washington would turn over in its grave. The whole thing uh, is that there is a civilian transfer of power. Now, 2020 was stolen. It's evident. Uh, so there wasn't a transfer of power. There was a coup. So if we're going to talk about that, it should be a counter coup. Yes. Uh, but I don't think that that is necessarily the case because all you've got to do is look at Brazil. And I've worked Brazil. Um, and, uh, you know, I've said America is becoming like Venezuela. It's not going to be Mad Max. It's going to be Venezuela. The cops go around together. They protect the elites. Uh, now we see marginales. We see real poor in America's streets. We never saw that before. We never had real poor uh, before. But in Brazil, you saw the people rise up and you saw them ask the military to intervene. The people flooded in in a J6 environment, but they weren't organized enough. And so then when they left, they simply started to round them up like we've seen the counterinsurgency FBI round everybody up now. That's what the FBI and the DOJ is running a counterinsurgency against the American people. Um, and so, um, uh, yeah, there are certainly commanders uh, who would not go to war with China. But I will assure you my assessment that we are definitely not going to war with China. We don't have the ammo. Uh, we don't have the troops. Uh, we don't have the diesel fuel. Uh, and we certainly don't have uh, the moral fiber, I say we are already in a fourth world war. Uh, Global War on Terror, got my ribbon for that, uh, was the third world war. And we're in a fourth generation resistance movement in our own country against our own government uh, against a fifth generation, which is a biodigital and information influence operation uh, war. Uh, and the attribute, so it kind of gets deep, but those of us who study war and generations of war, a 5G war, it's even hard to tell you're in a war because it doesn't look like a war. The people aren't in uniforms. But if you look at Maui, if you look at the border, if you look at the organized logistical trains coming up through the Darien Gap uh, and all the way up, uh, these are troop movements. And they have a big tail uh, to get everybody through there. It doesn't happen by accident. Uh, and we are highly involved in that. But the reason they're able to get away with it uh, is because they just don't um, see it as what people think of war. People think of World War II as war, but war evolves just like culture evolves and civilization evolves. I've been told by uh, someone in Intel, and I have to be that vague, that um, it's his belief from what he's seen, and I think he's been in a position to see it. He said, uh, thinking the best way to put this, that when people are trafficking kids and running drugs and guns, he said, they're also using mercenaries like the cartel that will eventually be fifth column forces to attack the people of the United States. Do you agree with that assessment? Oh, well, totally. And I believe it's already happening. 
there have been a long time now military age uh, fighting men coming across the border. Uh, when I work with the Contras, they infiltrated back into Nicaragua unarmed. Uh, you see that coming in now. Now you're seeing arms coming in. We've seen Chinese uh, troops coming in. We've seen Chinese uh, special ops troops coming in. Uh, so uh, I differentiate uh, the way they will be used. So a lot of the third world folks are coming in to work our fields to ensure that China uh, and the other countries get their crops from us. China still needs uh, our food and China needs our market, uh, which is problematic for them as well. Uh, the Chinese troops are to guard the fields, guard the marijuana fields. You, lots of Chinese uh, folks uh, taken over from the Hmong. Uh, and then the shock troops, the Spekov troops, are to seize uh, nodes of communication and transportation, trucks, tra- trains, and, and uh, ca- uh, container ships, if need be. Uh, will this be like a Tet? Will this be like a Tet offensive that it'll happen in one nev- given night in a in a planned organization and planned operation? No, I no, I don't think so. Because again, the Tet offensive was unconventional warfare forces, guerrillas going to the final phase of unconventional warfare, which is conventional warfare. And Tet offensives when they they went conventionally, and we stopped them cold. Now the psyop of Walter Conkite was the Tet offensive was a success. But the actual battle was a failure. The conventional, and we're also seeing this with the drag tranny movement. Is they're trying to go from a covert war to an overt war, but every all across the country, uh, from coast to coast, uh, where uh, Trantifa, as I call them, I call Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and Antifa, Blantifa. Trantifa picks up guns. The cops are shooting them. They are not. They are not able to make that final. Uh, push. So no, I don't think it'll look anything like the Tet Offensive. I think it is what is it called a gray war or a quiet war just kind of continues to build. But if you go into any of our feral cities, it's a SOCOM term, you'll see uh, the kinetic uh, conflicts happening all the time. And that's to take the territory. But they're not in uniform and they're not going to be in uniform. Um, But every time there's an issue like before the Supreme Court, you'll see uh, right on time, you'll see Antifa show up uh, and then you'll see them get out of jail because wherever they are not able to politicize and propagandize, then you'll see them bring in uh, forces, covert forces. And so Antifa and Black Lives Matter and Trantifa are really like the Wagner group uh, of America. Mm-hmm. And, and something I always like to say, reason why I'm not on Fox News is I'll say Antifa.com goes to WhiteHouse.gov. Click on Antifa.com, take your right to WhiteHouse.gov. So it's the covert forces uh, for kinetic pressure whenever required. Interesting. Um, it's going to take a divine miracle to, to rescue this country because you're making it sound like it's death by a thousand cuts as opposed to one big push. Well, again, I believe in divine miracles. <laughs> totally. I'm, I do too. You know, I'm a, I'm a product of rape out of St. Joseph's Orphanage. I'm 66. I can look back and say, wow, should have died there, should have died here. I mm-hmm. now can see how I've been kept uh, to be of service uh, now. Uh, and uh, we have to return to a moral core uh, to survive this. Uh, but the institutions, the inflection points of the institutions, for example, in Arizona, the attorney general's office, the governor's office, they are taken inflection points. Uh, the chiefs of police uh, in Tucson and Phoenix uh, were taken. Remember, I think it was last year, the year before, uh, Phoenix PD dared to arrest some Antifa guys. What happened? Uh, they, Jerry Williams lost her job. Yeah. They lost their job, and they and the and the uh, assistant uh, chiefs were investigated themselves. So that inflection point was taken. That's espionage and sabotage. That's exactly what's going on, and. That's why I say it's really the intelligence branch of our government doing all this, because for someone who's familiar with this, like for when I looked at January 6th or I looked at Brazil, it's very clear that there are covert teams uh, running all this. And it's very clear that it's happening. But again, the real um, descriptor of fifth generation war is you don't even know you're in a war. The first rule of war is know when you're in one. And as long as people think we aren't in one, then we're going to continue uh, to be murdered and massacred. Yeah, it induces passivity with the people, too, because they don't see the threat. 
You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah, I'm pushing in the hope that we have an election. I'm pushing the anti-incumbent movement. Um, the GOP's lost. We see it here in Arizona. They did more to steal the election in 2022 with Kerry Lake than the Democrats did. They did the ballot stuffing caught on video, but they didn't do the voting machines. The voting machines was done by uniparty GOP members. And so we've lost here. And that's why there's no solution in Congress. There's absolutely no solution. They're not coming to Donald Trump's defense. They're not talking about child trafficking. They're not talking about drugs. I mean, there's very few of them that speak up on these critical issues. And why I think Maui is a false flag among all the things you mentioned, no warnings, is because who in Congress is standing up and and getting after FEMA, getting after the governor of Hawaii and asking questions? Uh, Nobody. Nobody. These people are on their own. Tulsi Gabbard walked through a neighborhood that survived in Lahaina, and she had someone filming, and I watched this last night. Uh, at least she's there doing something, and these people are helping people. There's no formal organization. In other words, here's what I'm saying. When it comes to drugs, kids, and all the other trafficking and all the criminal behavior, um, we're on our own. This government doesn't give a crap about us, not one of us. No, you're you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, there was a call where I saw the Tulsi Gabbard thing, too, and at least she's a vet. I'm always anti-incumbent, and I always prefer vets. Um you know, all politicians like fish start to stink after a little bit of time. Uh, but uh, people jumped into the ocean and the Coast Guard picked them up. Well, what's the executive order you just saw come out? Uh, uh, Biden just put out an executive order saying, hey, I'm going to delegate to DHS who can uh, accept resignations of Coast Guard officers and we can promote up to uh, Ensign. Why is that? Well, those that pesky Coast Guard actually pulled uh uh, Hawaiians out of the water that jumped in the water because the cops told them to jump in the water. And so they want to consolidate that power too. But you're right. Gabbard toured citizens responding, veterans re- responding, and there's 20 year veterans of GWAT uh, and also um, sit- con- you know, um, homeschooling moms that are consolidating together. Uh, and again, as the uh, corrupt, this is classic unconventional warfare is as the government becomes more oppressive, the parallel structures become stronger. Uh, and as the government continues to uh, be a, yes. more and more of a tyrant, the resistance raises. Now, I'm not advocating anything illegal, immoral, unethical, or violent, although the left mm-hmm. does blatantly and overtly and constantly. Um, but we just got to leave all these institutions completely. For example, as a, as a DA agent uh, or as a DI intelligence officer, I have to have confidential human sources to do my job. Um, I'm not, I wasn't in a marked unit in a uniform uh, as a DEA agent. So I've got to have human sources. So we're seeing them lose human sources more and more. So I had Team America go by Ray Epps' house in Arizona. I I equate Ray Epps to Oliver North. Somebody from a from an intel agency comes and says, hey, you want to do a spec, uh, secret spec ops for your country? Uh, and the naive Marines go, oh, yeah. Uh, and then they're lured into that, and then they can't get out of that. But and now they've, tur- then they've, they've turned on Epps. That's, that's what's interesting. Yeah, I was the uh, victim of some Epps colleagues when I was calling him out for what Tucker Carlson was showing on his show with Ray Epps encouraging people to breach the Capitol the next day. And what I, what I, what I got was these calls of harassment, calling me every name under the sun, trying to disrupt my show. So, yeah, he was clearly an agent, but now they're prosecuting because we called attention to him and it's an embarrassment for them. Hey, we're, we're out of time, but I want to say this to you to an extended invitation. Anytime you want to come back, I want to have you back because we barely scratched the surface and I want to thank you for what you're doing with the kids, but take just a minute and tell people how they can follow your good work over at AMP News. Uh, they can follow the Prather Brief on Mondays and Wednesdays at ampnews.us. Uh, and American Media Periscope supports uh, Operation Underground Railroad and all other um, child rescue operations as well. So, you know, thanks for having me. It's uh, I've well, uh, admired your work for a long time and uh, thank you. I'd love to come back. Well, I think you're going to hear when you get to heaven, uh, good job, my faithful servant, because what you're doing is uh, really almost beyond description with courage. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground. will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more... Go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.